We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast. I am your host for this evening, Justin, as the Thunder demolish the Charlotte Hornets, 126 to 106. Before we dive into all that, I want to let you know that we are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube, as well as social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can leave us a five-star rating if you're so inclined. We would greatly appreciate it. You know, we had a five-star performance tonight is basically everyone wearing orange. The Oklahoma City Thunder dominate the Charlotte Hornets in very decisive fashion. A game that was never close, never contested, never stressful, never worrisome, and never out of hand for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They absolutely destroy Charlotte outclassed, outmanned, outgunned all evening. What a breath of fresh air. Jay Will in the postgame comments tonight with Nick Gallo said, it's the NBA. Anybody can beat anybody. We brought that 0-0 mindset into this game tonight. And watching this team, that was apparent from the get-go. All five Thunder players on the floor, every second of this game were locked in. They were making the hustle plays. They were doing the little things that an NBA team needs to win the game, which is something that they've taken for granted a little bit in this last month. We've seen cracks in the facade. We've seen the weaknesses show up. We've seen them not not putting away the bad teams like they should, which is something this team has done extremely well this season. It's why, after the Minnesota L that I just watched before starting this stream, they are the number one seed in the Western Conference once again which is very, very important because that has some high implications for who coaches the all-star game, assuming, knock on wood, don't come 
for me if this changes. Assuming Oklahoma City wins on Sunday against the Toronto Raptors, Mark Dayton and company will be coaching the Western Conference All-Stars because Oklahoma City will be in first place. Incredible. Incredible to find this team where they are at this point in the season, but it's because they take care of the little things. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. That's what tonight was, especially without LaMelo Ball on Charlotte's uh, on Charlotte's roster tonight, sitting on the bench. Oklahoma City needed to dominate this game, and that's exactly what they did. Oklahoma City has been so good, for the most part, against these below 500 bottom feeders that they should be dominating. Then, if you do that, you put yourself in position to win against the top teams. Oklahoma City's done that. They did it this week. You look back at this week. They beat Denver. A great win. Without Jokic, but Oklahoma City without J-Dub and Isaiah Joe. A great win against Denver. They were right in it against Minnesota. That's all you can, that's all you can count on. Nobody beats everybody. It's, it doesn't happen. Some get close, but nobody beats everybody every time. In order to be a great team, which Oklahoma City is proving themselves to be. You have to take care of business against the bad teams and give yourself a chance to win against the good teams. That sums up this week for Oklahoma City. Tonight, against a not great team, Oklahoma City came out and scored 39 points, very close to their highest for a quarter on this season. They've had a, a, a few times recently where they've eclipsed 40 points, which is insane. But they pair that with 19, which is tied for the least amount of points allowed in, in the first quarter for the Thunder this season. So they were doing it on both ends. And I think that that's what stood out the most to me throughout the entire game, but especially early on, is this team just felt completely locked in. Unlike the Charlotte Hornets, which looked lackadaisical and uninterested other than Brandon Miller for the most part. It wasn't just one guy either. I think at, early on in this game, early in the four, first quarter, Eight Thunder players had scored and eight Thunder players had played. Everybody was contributing and they were doing it on both ends of the floor. I want to start by talking not about SGA, who I thought was going to have a five by five, uh, almost achieved a five by five in the first half. Not about Chet Holmgren, who played a fantastic game. Not about Aaron Wiggins, who continues to save basketball, but about Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen tonight, 12 points on five of seven shooting, two of four from behind the arc. Two rebounds, one assist, one steal, a plus 22 on the evening. That is third best on the team behind Shea and Jay Will. Kesa was awesome, and I loved the energy that he brought. Again, especially out of the gate, getting the starting nod with J-Dub hurt, getting Kesa in the, in the starting lineup. He was being aggressive on the defensive end, being feisty, making things uncomfortable for the Hornets. Oklahoma City had, I think it was seven for seven turnovers in the first half. They were getting their hands all in the passing lanes. They were giving nobody space. They weren't letting Charlotte operate freely. They were making everything difficult. And leading that charge was Queso. If Queso continues on this trajectory, he's already a really good defender. But if you think about what his development could look like, and you think about a backcourt of Kaysen Wallace and Lou Dort, coming at an opposing team's backcourt. Like, that's horrifying. Horrifying. Because those dudes don't quit. They stay on you relentlessly. 
And then he was doing some really nice things on the offensive end. He was finding open space. He was cutting to the basket. He was being a really active participant on both ends of the floor. And he's done that a lot when he gets those starting opportunities. Really exciting to see from Case and Wallace tonight. I do want to hit on Jay Will. Like I said, he got the post-game interview treatment on the broadcast. Jay Will, a, a second best on the team, plus 29 tonight. 18 minutes off the bench, seven points, two of four shooting, one of three from behind the arc. We got a boom tonight and eight rebounds. Jay Will continues to have a really uh, a really nice stretch of play, I think. I, I, he's had some opportunities alongside Chet, like we saw in the Denver game, where Oklahoma City has an incentive to play a little bigger, bring those guys together. And I think he he's found success in that lineup. I think the the block tonight is something that's really encouraging. Nick Gallo asked him about this post game too. He's known for the charges. We see Jay Will get charges. He's very, very good at it. But seeing him not only draw charges, but also get up and block shots a little more lately, I think that's that's a really positive development as well. Thinking about his place as the backup five on this team behind Chet, it's been a bit of a, a Jekyll and Hyde where when Chet goes out, all of a sudden, kind of all your shot blocking prowess goes out too. Jay will will never be Chet when it comes to shot blocking. But if he can be like a, a fraction of Chet, that changes how you feel about him at the backup five. I think if he adds that repertoire to his game, it changes how that second unit plays on defense. And I think it changes how teams can attack it if they have a rim protector rather than somebody that you're just trying to avoid, you know, drawing a charge changes things. You could still say that Oklahoma city would be well served to go trade for a big to fill that backup five spot. And I wouldn't call you wrong, but that's an interesting development for this team. I mentioned him earlier, probably bearing the lead. We have to go back and talk about Shay all star. Shay continues to do all star Shay things. 31 points tonight, 11 of 15 from the floor, one of one from behind the arc, three rebounds, nine assists, five steals, three blocks. For those keeping track at home, that means he was two rebounds and two blocks away from a five by five. And he was pretty much there in the first quarter. He did that work in 30 minutes tonight. Didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Most of the Thunder starters did not play at all in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma City cruising to an easy victory. Shea could have had anything he wanted tonight. He was asked about it the other day um, with the crazy scoring outbursts, the 70-point the games that have been traveling around uh, the NBA like COVID. How does Shea feel about that? Does Shea want to get one of those? He alluded to the fact that it'd be nice. Maybe it'll happen one day. I think it could have happened tonight if he wanted it. You heard the stories from the locker room in Cats game last week where everybody was trying to go get him um, 70, and then they went out and lost to the Hornets. Maybe maybe Shea learned a lesson from that vicariously. Shea easily, easily could have had that tonight if he wanted it. Everything was there for Shea, driving to the basket, getting the midi. He had one from behind the arc, could have had more, but he he didn't need it. He was getting everything he wanted at the rim. His body control is off the charts. His hesitation continues to make people fall all over themselves. Just an unreal player. You can't say enough 
So I feel like I have to talk about him, but I really don't have anything new to say because he's been doing this every single night. If you have the opportunity to watch Shea play basketball, be thankful because it rules. Another guy who ruled tonight, Chet Holmgren, 16 points, five of nine shooting, three of six from behind the arc, six boards, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Loved what I saw from Chet. He's had some up and down performances lately. January was rough on our poor rookie. He had some moments where he looked positively gassed. He had the opportunity to have a little bit of a return to form tonight, I think, against Charlotte. He's, like I said, up and down performances. It's not like he's been going through an extended skid necessarily, but it was really nice to see him assert himself. His rim protection, two blocks, but his presence was felt on so much more than that. He was disrupting every single time Charlotte tried to attack the rim. It's really, really encouraging stuff to see from Chet. It's against Charlotte. You can asterisk this performance if you'd like. But I think you're going to see him kind of push through a little bit of the rookie wall. I'm sure he is yearning for the all-star break to get a little bit of rest for this home stretch. But I think if he continues to play at the trajectory he's playing at this season, I am more than excited to see what he does down the stretch of this season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Looking at some other contributors tonight, uh, good play off the bench from pretty much everyone. Lots of people got burned. The only person who logged minutes tonight and did not score uh, was our, our main KJ. 
That's okay. Oh, of one, 10 minutes. We'll let it slide. You know who, who made an impact with two points on the board? Vasilye Michic. Michic. Sorry. Vasilye Michic. I was really proud of how I said Vasilye, and then I got tripped up on the last name. Michic tonight and every night. The guy just cooks. Two points, no boards, no steals, no blocks, four assists. Loved every minute. Loved every minute. I love what he's been doing lately, his development, and it feels like he's getting more comfortable with the NBA speed, the NBA game, getting more comfortable with where his role is in this roster. I'm excited to see where this goes from here. I think Taylor and JD on Wednesday night show hit on it a little bit. I I liked how they were talking about, like, maybe it's after the all-star break. Do you see Michich's minutes start to tick up a little bit? I think tonight he got a little bit of burn with the starters, and that's what I want. I want more. I want to see more of what Michich does with that starting unit. Like, give me Shea and Michich and J-Dub and Dort and Chet. I could have a lot of fun with that lineup, I think. He's, the four assists are misleading, too, because the number of like potential assists, if you want to go break that down, is really impressive. The dude throws some dimes puts him in the spot. It doesn't always convert to points, but he his vision is excellent. And his defense has not been as bad as I thought it would be given his situation coming to the NBA uh, as a 29-year-old rookie coming from Europe. He's he's held his own. He is not a, a zero on defense. You can work with that. And I'm excited to see what the Thunder do with it. We have comments in the chat asking me to talk about Us Usman Jang in 20 minutes tonight, 11 points, four of five shooting, one of one from behind the arc, two of two from the stripe, two boards, four assists, a solid outing from Us. Though this may not be what you were asking for. I was a little disappointed with his work early in the game. He looked very, very good in garbage time. Early on, again, the issue seems to be with Us is the physicality. Nick called it out in our uncontested group chat early in the game, and I think it, it's spot on. It's clear that when opponents are reading the scouting report on Us, it says, go bully this kid because he's going to fight. He's not going to fight back. And that's what seems to happen early on. He checked it. He got early minutes in this game, and the Hornets almost like went overly aggressive. Like they were going at him. Like it's, it's kind of the guy at pickup that everybody just like singles out and goes and harasses. That's how teams are treating Us. He's just not there yet. He is a very large child still, right? That development could still come, but against a team like the Charlotte Hornets could have been an opportunity for him to show off a little bit, and he took advantage of it, mostly with that that second unit. Uh, I think he he's showing progress. I think some people may be getting impatient, but like he's still so young and he's still so raw. Like it's way too early to to start making a uh to start making a d- definitive statement on Us one way or another. I think the potential is still there. I think the raw tools are still there. The physicality is definitely something he's going to have to work on because it's not just frame right like sometimes you hear physicality and you think like body mass muscle right that's something you can put on over time you can fix that in the weight room it it's more mindset it's a it's the mental 
physicality that I want to see him put on. You watch a guy like Chet, who is also not extremely muscular, but the physicality that he plays with, night and day difference. Not saying Ooze has to be Chet. Not saying Ooze has to play like Chet, right? It's apples and oranges, but the mindset difference is is big. And I think if Ooze wants to reach his full potential, that mindset's going to have to shift. That could come with time. That could come with confidence. He looks way more aggressive in blue G League settings than he does in NBA settings. And I think that has a lot to do with confidence. So I think we'll continue to see Ooze get burned. I don't think Ooze is ready to be a solid contributor on this team yet. I don't think that's anything uh, revelatory for anyone hearing that, but I think he, he's still somebody that I, I hold out hope for, for what he could turn into. Aaron Wiggins, I touched on him earlier, continues to save basketball. 19 minutes tonight, 10 points for Aaron Wiggins, three of six from the floor, two of five from behind the arc, two rebounds, four assists, one steal. He's everywhere these these days. Like 2024 Aaron Wiggins is such a good basketball player. If this continues, like as it, watching all these guys excel right now, if these trends continue, if he's playing like this down the stretch towards the postseason, it's just such an incredible piece for this Thunder team to have coming off the bench. A guy that knows the right play to make, the guy that knows the right place to be on both ends of the floor, and can be a not a star, not a sixth man, but an anchor for that second unit. Stability for that second unit. We talked about this a little bit on Sunday show of the notion of, you know, when you have a sixth man guy that's like very clearly the sixth man versus when you just have like a really strong bench, which is what I think the Thunder have. There's a difference in that. You think about a guy that's just like a microwave scorer off the bench, six man, like a Jamal Crawford type. When he's on, that's a tough team to beat. Somebody that that can come in off the bench and just drop 20 on your head like it's nothing. That's a tough team to beat. But I would argue a tougher team to beat, at least a tougher team to beat more consistently, is one where the second unit just comes in and takes care of business, plays as a unit, knows their identity, takes care of the ball, does the little things. This Thunder team is that. They don't have the superstar six man, but they have a bunch of guys who can come in and take care of business. And most nights, that's what the Thunder need. That's exactly what they need. As they head towards the playoffs, that rotation is going to get shorter. But those guys on the bench aren't going anywhere. They might not all play, but they're all going to be ready. And I think that's so encouraging to watch this team and continue to see the bench unit develop. Very, very impressive performances from the bench. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rounding out the starters, we had Lou Dort and Josh Giddy, both with eight points apiece tonight, both plus 16s. Both made three shots. Lou Dort did it on four attempts. Josh Giddy on eight attempts. Giddy tonight, six rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. A solid game for Giddy. Um, he made some really nice cuts. He made some really nice passes. 
the thing that is most befuddling for me watching Giddy right now is it feels like he's he's playing differently than we've seen him play in the rest of his Oklahoma City tenure during this recent stretch. It feels like he's calling his own number more and getting tunnel vision. I think you got so used when Giddy was at his best, you got so used to him always finding the right pass. The basketball IQ is off the charts, finding that little lane. And he still does that a lot, but there's so many possessions where he's bringing the ball up. And before anything happens, everybody on the floor, myself sitting at home on the couch, you know, this is a Josh Giddy play. Like he's calling his own number and he never even considers anybody else. There was a time tonight where I think he got a steal or a block. I can't remember, but he's leading the break. And he goes down and tries to bully. I can't remember who it was specifically. It might have been Nick Smith Jr. Tries to bully him. And like, yeah, he had a size advantage, but there were other guys open. Other The, the rest of the team caught up. There were guys open. There were guys around. He never looked up, and he just kind of lost the ball when he went up to go score. There was another possession after that where he tried to ISO. And again, he's driving the lane. He didn't really have an opening, but he decided to, to try and force it. This is just my commentary on the matter. I, I cannot read Josh Giddy's mind, but it feels a bit like I'm trying to show that I still got it, right? Like I, I, understand, I hear the narrative. I understand the criticism. I know what this talk is that's going on, and I'm trying to go out and show that I still got it. I've got this in my bag. I can be a scorer. I can ISO. I can back a guy down. I can be physical. I can attack the basket rather than just looking for the best play. And I think that's what, when Josh is at his best, when he is serving the team the best, when he is finding the most success, he's not doing that. He's playing within the flow and he's finding, he's finding the right rhythm. It just feels like lately he's, he's calling his own number a little too much, but overall, overall, a solid game from Josh Giddy. It's just, it's hard to look past some of that stuff because it feels so out of character for what we've come to see from Josh through his time with the Thunder so far. More comments in the chat, shouting out Oklahoma City uh, being in the top spot following Minnesota's loss tonight. Huge win by the Magic. Thank you, Magic Brethren, for that one. Oklahoma City tonight sits at 34 and 15, tied for first in the West but currently sitting in first. They face the Toronto Raptors at home on Sunday night in a game in which uh, they must win. They must win that game in order to finish uh, the 2-5 is the cutoff for the All-Star Game coaching selection. So 2-4 is Sunday. 2-5 is the cutoff point. Minnesota plays. I was trying to pull up the schedule. That's why I was stuttering. Uh, Minnesota plays Houston. So Minnesota plays Houston. That should be a win. Should for Minnesota. Oklahoma City plays Toronto. Those two games will go a long way in determining who is coaching the West All-Star game. Is that the biggest deal in the world? No. Would it be really cool? Yes. Really cool for Mark. Really cool for the Thunder coaching staff. And just really cool moment as a fan to sit back and see and say, Oklahoma City was first at the All-Star break. Like, who thought who thought we'd be there? Preseason, you might have hoped, but no, nobody thought that. Nobody was predicting that. If you did, I hope you went to Vegas and put a lot of money on it because you deserve those winnings. Nobody thought. Paul Rudd mean dot GIF right here. Who would have thought? Not me. 
it's uh it's very impressive. Ibrahim in the chat says our our guy Nick Crane just said we need to win against Toronto and a Minnesota loss against Houston for All Star Coach. So there you go. Nick's much smarter than me, so we should listen to him. Go Rockets, gross. Go Thunder, uh, and we'll have Coach Marky Mark in Indianapolis coaching the West All Stars. I just want to see Mark uh, lay into LeBron. That's all I want. It won't happen, but that's that's what I fantasize about. Do you think they need to talk more on defense? A question in the chat. Um, I think their I think their communication is pretty good on defense. Personal opinion. I think most of the issues on defense as of late is just being gassed. This team's exhausted. It was nice to see them get home, sleep in their own beds, get a few days off between games. What a novel concept. Not be on the road for basically two and a half weeks straight. I, I think that's a majority of what it is. This team has a really good defensive identity. I think when you're gassed, it's hard to keep that up. It's hard to keep that up every night. It's hard to keep that up for 48 minutes. It's hard to keep that up over an 82-game season. I, I don't have concerns about this team's defense. If we start heading towards the playoffs and you have serious lapses in games that, that shouldn't be there, then you have a right to be concerned. All right, folks. 25 minutes in, uh, that's all I can glean out of this game. It was an absolute butt-kicking of the Charlotte Hornets. It was a dominant performance. Not not many negatives to pull out about the Thunder, if any at all. This team rolled as they should. They should have another opportunity for a strong performance on Sunday against Toronto. Like I said, some some fun implications around that game. Make sure you come hang out with us Sunday at 9 p.m., We'll talk about that Toronto game. We'll talk about the week that we just went through and we'll look ahead to some fun things like all-star. We'll get the whole gang together. So make sure you tune in for that one. I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. Thanks for jumping in the chat. Always a blast to read the comments and react to these wins along with you. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast, sub to the YouTube channel, turn on notifications. If you love us, we love you until next time. And as always, thunder up.